thanks for taking the time to speak with me. How how are you doing today? Yeah, no, um, all good. Um, yeah, um, just a bit taken back by the last um, few days, really. Um, the album went up on Friday, and uh, yeah, the response has been really good. Um, obviously, with the kind of music we do, like we love it, you know, but we're totally aware it's maybe not for everybody. Mm. So having the response we've had has been um, pretty phenomenal, you know. So it's been um. It's been a busy one. We've been packaging up orders, sending them off, um, speaking to people like yourself. Um, the social media has been kicking off a lot, which has yeah. been great. And we've been trying to respond to everybody. So, yeah, it's been fun. I'm very busy. I mean, busy is good uh, to a certain level. I think there's always a presumption that, you know, you release an album, you might have a, a little bit of busy period for a day or two, and then it'll all kind of calm down. But of mm -hmm. course, that is certainly not the case. And it has only been a few days since the release of Earth Reaper. You talk about positive reactions. And uh, yeah, I concur. What I've seen, what I've heard, what I know, um, everybody seems to be loving this. Can you put your finger on as to why potentially it's going down so well? That's a tough one. <laughs> um, mm. It really is. I mean, obviously, we put a lot of love into this. Yep. Uh, um as, as we do everything you know but um i think with this one we really wanted to kind of hone in on that kind of conceptual vibe like um obviously planet loss like the first yep. album we put out that's a, a concept album as well and it's almost well it, it's this is a earth reaper is a sequel to it essentially you know um <laughs> but um we really tried with that one to kind of capture this kind of like conceptual feel but then um listening back on it i mean as you do with everything you know and the per per perfectionists we are <laughs> um <laughs> we listened back on it and we kind of felt like we could have pushed it further you know mm. so um we really really kind of tried to hone in on that this time around like um we wanted to craft like this really cool backstory that um in turn could really feed into the music and i think we really kind of captured like a kind of a journey and a kind of like oh, a musical journey, you know, and a kind of like a fantasy kind of vibe with mm. it. Also. So maybe to do with that. I hope it's to do with that because we really tried hard with it. <laughs> well, it is an incredible listen. One of the most impressive things I personally heard this year, and I would be shocked if it's not in the conversation at the end of the year when it comes to the best releases of 2023. Did you oh, sense that you had something special on your hands here? Uh, oh, um, yeah, no, it's a weird one. Hmm. Um, as I say, we, we put a lot of love into it. So when we went yeah. in to record it and when we could hear it coming together, it was really exciting, you know? And um, we recorded with Joe Clayton at No Studio in Manchester yeah. and he's phenomenal. Like he, he's really, really good. And he got really hands-on with it, you know, like um, if we needed feedback, he'd be there to give it. If he had ideas on what could like help build it all, then yeah, we, we'd take them all in. And um, yeah, it, it was so good kind of like working with him on it all. So yeah, as I was saying, um, working with Joe at No Studios, like um, yeah. he um, really kind of like, helped us build it and like kind of make something that we were really proud of by the end of the whole experience. Oh, wow. and, um, I think then listening back on it, like we were like really blown away by it. Or, hmm. And um, me, per I can only speak for myself, but yeah, as, as I said, like I always find myself a bit of a perfectionist, you know, and um, I always listen back to my stuff a lot as well. So over time okay. I found myself kind of like um, 
you know how it gets like I kind of like thinking oh I could add this I could add that mm. you know and then um so that kind of like I think because this is the first release like personally I've put out that I've kind of cared what everybody else thinks of it you know like yeah. um yeah so I've always wrote music for myself you know that, that's yeah. the main thing um but again like I think with this we wanted to do something really really special you know mm. and um yeah I think I think it that kind of makes you feel differently about it you know it makes you a bit more nervous I suppose but um yeah overall like nerves aside um I think we did a great job with it I did think overall like it was going to be special once I could see yep. through the anxiety and like I suppose the, the imposter syndrome around that a little bit um I'm glad it's been received in the way it is and thank you for your kind words on it as well because um yeah it, it really does like mean a lot to all of us like hearing it more than deserved and and as we said already early days the dust hasn't even come close to settling on this I think as the year goes on it's just going to get more and more attention but I'd love you to take me back to the early days of your vision in particular the decision to continue the concept and themes of 2019's planet loss did you immediately know when you first decided to work on earth reaper that you were going to continue the concept uh it was i think it was always in the back of our minds you know i think we always kind of like wanted to continue it hmm. um i think yeah the concept behind planet loss was um it was all kind of set around this one character who kind of like wakes up to this kind of like cruel world he's kind of living in. Yeah. And um, he kind of goes on this journey, you know, to kind of like inform other people about what's really going on on his home planet and slowly builds up this kind of like rebellion as such. You can kind of like <laughs> take on this evil oppressor. And um, it's, it's the story of that. Um, it's very gloomy. It's very dark. <laughs> so like, um, they, towards the end they have this kind of like epic battle as such and um yep. it doesn't end well for either side like the bad guys or the good guys because basically um obviously the good guys have so much hope and passion that they fight like like nothing else you know so the evil overlord and his army kind of like didn't expect that mm. and then on the other side of it um all the rebels like they're so like malnourished like, and weak due to like the, the poverty that they've been living in that um, no matter how hard they fight, they're not going to be able to take down this army of like machines and stuff, you know, but they, 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 they do enough that it kind of, it's like the end of the world as such. Mm -hmm. And it leaves planet loss essentially uninhabitable. So um, going on from there, we kind of, we went on and we did a split release, which, um, was with Slab Dragger and two yep. New York bands, um, one called Thin and the other called Vixen Moore. Mm -hmm. And that was kind of conceptual, but it was a bit more free, you know? So we kind of had a bit more fun playing with faster music. <laughs> we we try, tried our best at it, at least, considering we're a bit of a slower band. Mm -hmm. um, but obviously, whilst all, of that's, that's, whilst all of that is on the go, we had COVID. Um, of course lockdown right so all in that time when we couldn't gig and we couldn't do like we couldn't even meet up so um in that time like it, it was all concept building you know it was like what mm. could we do that to like keep people engaged whilst not being able to um actually get out there and play yeah so that was the time where we started thinking about all the weird merch ideas that we've done like the action figures and, <laughs> i mean it's obviously, incredible was, pardon it's incredible i love that i absolutely oh. loved it when i saw it Cheers, yeah, that means a lot. It's our third one now, because, yeah, they've been so popular, which is, 
it's awesome to see because again it was one of those things where um we kind of we were stuck in lockdown we saw it and we were like oh you know wouldn't it be cool <laughs> if we all had our own action figure it wasn't like would anybody else like this it was more like mm. that's something we want like the nerd inside of like of us was all like kind of screaming you need to do this <laughs> so yeah we got a few we got a few for us and like just a couple to sell but they, they were really popular so it, it all kind of like started snowballing from there you know um obviously we had the comic book on the go in that yeah. time as well we had a bit more time to focus on it and really kind of dial that in with luke Overham, who does all of our art etc like done our logo as well mm. um so that's where all the kind of conceptual stuff kind of really came together and people really engaged with it you know so all, all kind of things were saying to us that um because as I say, on the back of our minds, it was like, we want to do another concept album, but will people really get it? You know, yeah. um, they got the first one. Um, so, I mean, as I say, we always write for ourselves, but I think there was some kind of like, in our heads, there was some kind of pressure to kind of do something crazy. And through like seeing people's reception to the comic book, the figures and stuff, it was like, yeah, cool, let's do it. Let's go for it. Um, we spent maybe a year and a half Wow. Like writing it and learning it <laughs> um we wrote the story first and then from the story we went on to write the music so we kind of mm. thought about the themes and like the setting like the characters involved with the story and then kind of applied that directly to the music like for example the first track well the first official track flesh and steel that's like it's in this kind of like robotic dystopia as such it's like set there and it introduces this new character who was kind of like raised by these robots <laughs> the, the only last the last living kind of or you say, i say living the last um yeah let's say living the last living yeah. things on planet lost are these androids and this one per person who they've kind of raised from a young child and um the way we wanted to capture that was like we felt like it needed some kind of like vaguely industrial kind of sound so we really played on like the kind of noise elements mm -hmm. um we wanted it to be a bit kind of oh, i mean we're not a technical band but we've got this really weird kind of riff in there which is uh it's, it's just very awkward and weird sounding and it kind of good choice of words yeah well it just reminded us of like kind of like machinery clanking together and grinding together you know um the guitars like that's all played for a hm2 so like, like the heavy metal two pedal, you know, so a song like Flesh and Steel, you need to have the HM2, the heavy metal. <laughs> so like all these little things that were kind of like playing into it. And like, I mean, that was important to us trying to like yeah. capture the concept in the music, you know? Why this story though? I mean, where does it come from? And is it complete in your heads or do you find that you're constantly adding to it, almost world building as you go along? um this story i think we kind of we 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 built it around what we wanted you know again like kind of like what, what we wanted to do so um there's a lot lot of like just weird parts of each other in there just like silly ideas like we're all about like silly ideas and there's a lot of us that translates into that <clears throat> like as much as we are quite a serious band like as you probably can tell we do have a lot of fun with it you know and um I think we had to continue the story of Planet Lost because the, I think the world we built was so kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah, like I think 
again, people responded really well to it. Like the feedback we got is like, it, it was just like, it was a cool sci-fi, you know? We, we It had like the cheesy elements that we wanted, but also it was quite like dark and gritty. And yeah, I think it would have been silly to kind of move away from that story to an extent. Like, I mean, like- Yeah, yeah. Planet Loss obviously has its end and this one kind of picks up 10 years later, you know? So it is a, a, a new story as such and it can very much be listened to as a standalone thing. But it, it's yep. all in the same universe. Like we reintroduce characters, you know? So it's not like um, it's like it's like the same story as such. And it's maybe the same character, but it's in a new scenario doing new mm-hmm. things. And <laughs> yeah, I mean... Yeah, it it was fun. We we could really kind of like play with it and push ourselves into like weird directions with it. Like we wanted to do something quite like almost fantasy based. Like mm. I, I didn't pick up on it myself, but um, our bassist he said to me, "This is a really kind of Lord of the Rings feel to it." And actually, <laughs> some messages are saying a similar thing, you know. And um, looking back on it, I, I do kind of see it, and that's that's a massive compliment, you know. It's like to be able to kind of yeah, that you know. Yeah, that's an, as you said, that's an incredible compliment considering um, that's what well, Lord of the Rings. I mean, it's mm. it, yeah, it's beloved throughout the entire world. So if, if anyone has uh, been able to draw a connection to that or take something so epic from it, that is simply uh, phenomenal. Well, yeah, I mean, that's exactly it. Like, it's fantasy at its peak, isn't it, really? Mm. So to be able to kind of capture some, at least something like that in what we do means like we must be on the right track, I suppose. Because, <laughs> I mean, as I said, like, building on top of planet lost we really kind of played with dynamics this time and like new textures and sounds like planet lost was very very gritty like it was harsh all the way through and whilst it had its dynamics you know i think um this has a a lot more to it in that sense like there's kind of almost not quite acoustic we didn't go that far but like almost acoustic kind of parts in there which is is new for us and we're really playing on our kind of a prog influence like okay yeah yeah like I believe it or not our biggest influence at least in terms of like guitar bass guitar songwriting is Rush mm. <laughs> who are like phenomenal like obviously um 2112 is probably the biggest concept album of all time at least to us and that there's a lot of that in what we do as well I think we wanted to kind of capture the prog side a bit more in this one and um I- think we did i hope <laughs> yeah i don't think i don't think anyone would be massively shocked to hear that you know it, they may not necessarily uh take away or understand it completely on first or second or third listen but hearing you say that it's like oh okay yes this does make a lot of sense no that's great i'm, I'm really glad you think so <laughs> yeah because um we even kind of we looked at how they almost structure an album as well this time around like they always kind of have like well, not always, but like on, on their concept albums, they have like the main track, you know, like 2112, you've got 2112. And then you've got, I can't remember off the top of my head, but a few other tracks on there. And then like, um, um, yeah, I think that's a really cool kind of way to build an, a record, you know, like we, we looked Absolutely. at like, what they did and was like, if this works for Rush, this can definitely work for us. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, why not? Overall then, what? Oh, no, go on, sorry. So I was going to say, overall, uh, considering all of that, considering the detail and, and the time you spent building the story and then 
working along with the music to it. What were some of the more challenging moments you faced when building the al album, be it the writing, recording, producing phase? Um, I'll tell you what. Um, not that it was necessarily hard, mm. but when, when we were recording, I think we went in thinking that we could bosh out fairly quickly, you know? Right. So we booked... I think it was nine days, I think, um, to record it all. And we had a two-day break in the middle. So <laughs> we're there recording it and like we're taking our time with it, thinking, yeah, we're, we're a quick band. Like We thought, yeah, we're quick, so we, we'll just get through it, you know? We'll get mm -hmm. through it at our pace and it'll be done. But I think by day four, we were, like, still doing guitars. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So we're like, oh, right, okay. So we still got all this to do, and we got three out of the seven days left. Obviously, nine total with the two days off. Um, <laughs> so I think when it came to those two days off, Joe, again, Joe Clayton, who produced it, he, he turned to us and said, "Look, guys, I think, I think you guys should come in on your days off just to get it all done because I think we're going to yep. need to tie." And that was great for me because I, I didn't really want to have any time off anyways. Like, it, I, I like being in the studio, you know, and um. Mm. Yeah, it's fun but um yeah we, we came in for those two days and continued then we got to the end of the seven days the full seven days of recording and took it home had a listen and i mean i think we all felt it anyways but we all knew that there was a lot more we wanted to do like it, it didn't sound finished to us right. you know so um we ended up booking to go back and then we added loads more <laughs> and made it sound how it did in our heads, you know? <laughs> and I think it was one of those things where we built the story, we built the concept, we, we had all of it, but until you re record it, you don't really know, you know? So you have it in your head, but with all the multiple, multiple layers of noise and synth and ev everything we have going on in there, like all the weird organic sounds we built as well. Um, mm. Yeah, you, you kind of, you don't know until you, you hear the final piece and then you know, right, maybe that's too much or we need to like thicken up this area. Maybe we need to add a bit more noise here or a synth lead here, you know? Like, um, yep. so I'd probably say that, but again, not because not it was hard. Like, I enjoyed all of it, but I think it just took a lot longer than we all expected, but we knew we had to get it right, you know, so it, it had to be done. The end product speaks for itself, so it's more than worth it as well. Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think so. Yeah, like I think I think we just knew it. You know, I think we knew like if we could put this out now and it would be fine or it would be good. You know, I think it's still good, but um, we knew that it ju it just needed a couple more days just to really kind of build. Like being honest, it was mostly noise, like building up the kind of soundscape layers, because um, we we had it all in there, but with all the other stuff going on, some of it didn't cut through the way we wanted it, or um, yeah. it didn't thicken out in places. So it was more about going back and just adding more of those layers to it, and just kind of thickening up that wall of sound. It, as I said, it paid up because atmosphere is such a major part of the wallowing makeup, the sound, not just on Earth Reaper, but also going back to Planet Loss. So, you know, you want to feel like you're immersed. You want to feel like you're there. You feel like you can see and feel the story that you're telling. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. As I say, like, <laughs> I think that that's the core thing because um, all the kind of music kind of almost, it didn't start off this way, but 
I think as we've moved, like kind of grown, like yeah. all the music does revolve around a concept, you know? And um, I mean, I, I think our plan is to do like a trilogy with this mm-hmm. and then um, maybe change that concept. But I, th- I think the conceptual part will always be integral to what we do. So the fact that it all kind of comes across that way and um, it is immersive and you, you can fall into that, noise of wall wall of noise sorry as opposed to kind of being like kind of like against it you know like yeah it's it's nice like it's good that it's you can dive into it and enjoy it i described it to my wife it's the difference between running into a brick wall or having a brick wall fall upon you and then lying amongst the rubble ah well perfect yeah i think we're on the same page there yeah yeah bang on How about um, experiences during the process, all the processes that come into making the album? How about experiences that you particularly enjoyed that just really cut through to what you enjoyed the most about making music? Uh, Personally, for me, um, it was a weird feeling with Planet Loss (laughs) when I realised how deep a world we could build. Like okay. with, with the lyrics and because like, I mean all our lyrics are quite conceptual, but then mm-hmm. in the kind of music we do, like I mean the lyrics are the story, you know, so they're very conceptual. But in the in the music we do, like they don't always they're not always audible in the way that you might want them to be. Like I think we we nailed it a bit more on this album where you can kind of like hear what we're saying a bit more. Um, but Planet Loss was very feral, <laughs> you know. But I think um it's cool to kind of like be able to just build like a universe to play in. Yeah. You know, like I think the comic book really helped with that because then we had like a visual representation of the sonic sound that was based off a written story. So Mm -hmm. like when you put all of these things together and then like, yeah, when you throw in the action figures, which like actually actually, like you can feel like the feel it, you know, like it's, it's an actual physical kind of, sculpt of that character like it's cool you know um it's a game changer because like for me like i get excited to kind of fall into that world you know um the music obviously is the main part and i love writing that but as much as i like i love writing the music and building the riffs i think it's so cool just to like just just build stories and kind of dive into the world and like I, we we can dream up monsters and then yes. we can put them in the story and then one day like they're in a book you know that that's really cool to us and so I, I think that's 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 probably the most bar creating the music that's probably the most exciting part definitely. Well, we have touched upon the the immersion of your world, also not just coming just from the music, but also coming from the extra elements, whether it be the graphic novella that tells the story of the first album. And the comic that accompanies Earth Reaper. This is stuff that helps. I, I personally love uh, when bands, musicians do this because it is an extra way to immerse yourself, particularly in a concept album. I get the impression that you're beginning to think or believe that, that this aspect, uh, the additional media, is very important to the wallowing experience overall. Is that correct? Oh, uh, yeah, definitely. I mean, we kind of shot ourselves in the foot a little bit there. Um, similar with the stage gear, right? Because like, um, basically with Planet Loss, we put out the first space tape, which mm. was, it was kind of like a 3D, no, I think, 
I'm not sure if these ones were 3D printed or like actually hand sculpted. They're, they're really <laughs> cool. They're like these sci-fi little outer shells for cassettes. Um, and that was organized through Dave Brand, who runs Surviving Sounds Records. Yeah. Um, he was with Astral Noise Records from Astral Noise Magazine mm-hmm. at the time, and they released it. But that was all through him. <laughs> at a similar time, we had this gig at a place called The Bee's Mouth, and we had a silly idea to dye some beekeeping outfits black. It's like gothic beekeeping outfits. And yep. then wear these at the show because it was the bee's mouth you know like as i say we're full of silly ideas <laughs> and that's um, fantastic i love it <laughs> well the thing is people like the space tapes and they liked that show like a lot <laughs> um like the, the response was crazy again for this small little show in like a basement in brighton we'd go to and play shows in london or we'd play mm. shows in even as far as nottingham and if we weren't in the suits, people would come up to us and be like, you're not in the beekeeping suits. <laughs> um, which was really weird. Um, yeah. But I think there was such a, a cool response to it. And it, because again, like, I think there's such, so much competition within the heavy scene, you know, it, it kind of like, it, it pe- drawn people's attention to us a bit and people would actually kind of listen to us which was, it was nice for a small band who no one has had heard of. So we kind of, mm. we ended up, right, we're like, let, let's let's kind of build on this a bit. Like, let's build into the sci-fi themes and kind of work with, like, light trickery and, like, laser beams and all this stuff to kind of make it more more like spacesuits, you know, more in, in line with the actual themes and kind of go from there with it. And then it, it turned to, like, we, we, in lockdown again, like, we built these, we spent a bit of money kind of, like, buying all these weird little different components from like different outlets and just just collecting like all these weird things and building these new suits um and now that's a staple you know and similarly is the merch in the sense that when we did those cassettes like it was a situation where anything we did after that had to meet that you know like that set the bar as did that show at the bee's mouth with the suits apparently <laughs> so from that like we we knew like what our best was as such and then we, we couldn't like do anything less than our best you know uh, yeah yeah so we've we've always tried to top ourselves um and, and so far so good you know we're gonna keep doing it <laughs> but it does get harder each time like with the split we released these kind of like sci-fi prop kind of things we did two different bundles for the vinyl and one came well they're named after the tracks so one came with a bit of orbital detritus and the other one came with forbidden alien tech um and this is it so it's just like we're always trying to think of like crazy ideas that aren't necessarily repeating themselves either you know um, I mean, obviously, the figures and the space tapes, I, we, we try and do them almost like a collectible thing. So they're quite yeah. limited. So we don't mind doing a couple of them and like letting people like we want, even though they're limited, we want everybody to have one. You know, if they want it, we want them to be available. So yeah. whilst they may yeah. be different, yeah, they'll be slightly different, but we would put out like a new action figure, you know? I absolutely love it. The imagination you've had up to this point. Um, and as you say, you know, it's what what your own imagination limits will allow you to do as you go forward. 
it I it's just really really cool as you said, and it, you are correct. It, it, it's such an, an attention grabbing uh, idea, image, and everything, and it really really does work. That, that, that's all luck, thank goodness. You know, as, as I say, <laughs> like, we we don't really have a no man in us, so like we we all kind of pretty much say yes to everything, um, as long as it's like within reason you know i say this is the thing like i say within reason but no nobody said no when we thought well when john sorry yeah. jay <laughs> cut that bit <laughs> um when he he um said to do the um b suits you know and um i think since then yeah as i said like, it was my idea to do the action figures and nobody stopped me when i said that so mm -hmm. it, um i think yeah the it opens up a lot of doors for us, it you does. know. <laughs> yeah. So we got kind of just, yeah, we, we try and open every single one. <laughs> I think as well, ultimately, you know, um, the image, the look, uh, how you guys portray yourselves, um, whether it be a photo or on stage and so on, is what initially might turn a person's head and then they hear the music and uh, hopefully that will be what keeps them coming back. Uh particularly when it comes to say on stage and talking about that may 11th your uk tour kicks off for eight days straight i can't believe we're doing eight days straight you're going to be hitting a lot of cities around the uk <laughs> including my city you're coming to london you're gonna be playing the new cross in so people make sure you're down for that for those who have never experienced wallowing live sum it up for me uh intense <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah we, we try and um we try and capture the sci-fi vibe as much as we can. As I said, we got the um, the spacesuits, you know, so like that, like we kind of like have this kind of look, which we've been told is quite terrifying. Yeah, <laughs> it's definitely kind of like what we go for. Um, we have this hench smoke machine, and we have a bad habit of leaving it at pretty much every single venue we play. Yeah, we have a smoke machine, um, a couple of, it was one laser, but we upgraded to two. Um, <laughs> we kind of tried to create like, almost like a blaster battle on stage, you know, like visually. Um, people have said it's like Blade Runner, that kind of vibe, you know. Um, we, we, we try and give it our all, all the time, you know, like. I mean, yeah, eight, eight days is a lot of days. I personally yeah. would have liked a break day, but I didn't get any say in it. <laughs> so um, we're doing eight days, um, and every single one of them is going to be as intense as the last. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's, it's going to be good, and I think we're going to be very, very achy by the end of it, but it'll 100% be worth it. I don't doubt it. I don't doubt it. It'll be my first experience seeing you guys play live when you hit London, and I cannot wait. Oh, I'm glad you're coming. Cheers, man. Yeah, it'd be nice to meet you. Well, then we are coming to the end of this interview. There is a big section at the end I'm going to run you through. Before we get that, I just got one more specific, which is what do you see as the biggest challenge to getting the name of Wallowing out there? And how do you plan to overcome it? <laughs> oh, that is a tough one because, <laughs> I mean, I... I... I'm very determined. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. If you asked me this question a few years ago, I'd probably have a better answer. But since then, uh, we like 
I mean, I don't, I'm still in, in shock that we've got a comic book and an action figure and these space tapes, you know? And yep. as, as I say, with the, trying to keep topping ourselves, like I think, um, <laughs> I, I think, I really do think the world is our oyster a bit, at least in terms of what we want to achieve. You know, maybe it's not um, what kind of your stereotypical band would want to achieve. Like, I don't see us headlining any festivals anytime soon or anything like that but personally within our reach like or within like our realm and what we want to achieve with ourselves i think we could do anything you know yep. <laughs> um, just because of how 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 determined we are just to do it you know and uh, yeah we'll, we'll do whatever we can to do the silly shit we do you know I hundred percent believe you. You know, you got a backing of a great label with Church Road as well, um, which makes a massive difference too. So yeah, I hundred percent yeah. believe what you say. Yeah, it's great to have them on board. Like um, when we got the email, you know, the email like that was um, that was a bit of a shock, as I say, <laughs> considering like the weird stuff we do. We don't really expect anybody to really like it, and as, as long as we're happy with what we do, like we're content. But getting getting the email from those guys like inquiring that was really really cool and it made yeah it was just such a nice feeling knowing like a, like a label like church road liked us you know yeah um so we're very thankful to have them on board and um they've been so helpful with it all like um they're really on board with all the silly ideas we have you know i think our, our main worry was working with a label that it would be kind of like and we kind of get like oh yes that's <laughs> yeah like we thought like maybe stuff like the comic book would be difficult to do like it's maybe another person we have to speak to and go through and but I mean with those guys playing in bands themselves it, I think they really kind of understand what we're doing mm. and yeah I think that really helps you know so it they kind of they, they back all of our silly ideas <laughs> um, which is very important so it's, it's, it's been cool it's been a really nice process and I think um, I think we're, we're gonna have a good future hopefully <laughs> Well said, I'm glad to hear it. Right, we reached the part of the interview where it's the randomised quickfire round, so to speak. Ten random questions taken from a pool of around 500. However, I have changed yours slightly. Because oh, okay. of the wallowing uh, makeup, I decided to take the questions and twist them into something sci-fi related. Okay, cool, so let's do it. Yes, so we begin with this. If you could live within one futuristic slash dystopian world that exists in media, what would it be? That exists in media? Mm. Uh, okay. Uh, it's going to sound boring as hell to everybody who loves Star Wars, but I'd go to Tatooine. Because, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's desolate. It's quiet. I I'd like that. <laughs> but also, Luke Skywalker grew up there, so that's cool. Um yeah, I, I think you'd have to be tattooing. Fantastic. <laughs> okay. Do you believe that other life exists outside of our planet? Oh, uh, yeah. Actually, I'm terrified of aliens, believe oh, it or not. Hey. Like, yeah, how mad's that, right? I think the whole re reason, like, <laughs> the whole reason the following started was through this weird fear slash kind of weird obsession I have with aliens. I remember mm. listening to... Uh, War of the Worlds, the, the, the Sonic, the audio War of the Worlds concept album when I was a kid. Yeah. Um, and I used to hide under the table because it was so, <laughs> like, kind of 
scary to me. I could see it all in my head. It was a very visual experience for me when I was like three or four. <laughs> and it, it terrified me. <laughs> okay, so you believe and you hope you're never to run into one. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> what is something that if you, if money was no object, that you would like to introduce into the wallowing live experience that you think could help encapsulate uh, the concept on stage? Ooh, yeah, this is a, this is a good one. Mm. There's a lot to play with there. <laughs> um, I do like the idea of kind of like um, 3D projections to an extent. Like, oh, nice. Um, yeah, but maybe kind of more like um, landscape-wise, as opposed to like maybe characters. It'd be cool to kind of build upon the stage in terms of like a kind of alien landscape, you know? Maybe, maybe I could put tattoo in there. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Star Trek the original series or Star Trek the Next Generation? I do not watch, I, I've not watched Star Trek. I've not got into it and I'm not sure if it was because I grew up in a time when it was either Star Trek or Star Wars. Mm. I don't know. I've, I, I, I've always been on the side of Star Wars. So I've, I've never watched it. I don't know why. It's just something I've never got around to. So I suppose I can't answer. No, fair enough. But I will then throw an extra one in there because it's been mentioned a couple of times. The best Star Wars movie is... Oh, okay. Oh, oh, that's so tough. Oh, my God. Oh. Empire Strikes Back. Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, it's the easy one. Okay, no worries. We'll move on. <laughs> it's a Halloween costume party. Oh. Who are you going as? Uh, I want to say I'd go as myself because I wouldn't be in the suit, but... I think in my circles, everybody would know me anyway, so that'd be boring. Um, yeah. Maybe, oh, you know, it'd be really cool to like do like Terminator or something like that, but I'm really short. So I don't know. Okay. In a, in a dream world, probably like Terminator or something cool like that, you know. <laughs> I love it, I love it, I love it. Okay, have you seen the movie Galaxy of Terror from 1981? I have not. What's it like? Right. Well, it, it's a basic overview of a story is it's a planet detects fears in people and then creates a monster to attack them based upon that fear. It's got some infamous scenes, including um, a gigantic maggot and so on. Very cool movie. Check it out if you that get the chance. That sounds awesome. That sounds it right really, on my street. Yeah, it's a, it's a uh, uh, what would you call it? It's a time capsule of the era, the early that's 80s. Awesome. Okay. But the question is this then, what would attack you if you were on that planet? Oh, uh, you see, this, again, this, this is going to sound really, really boring. Go on. But terrifying to me, your most bog standard grey alien. The boring one that everybody thinks like is, is a really poor kind of design as such for an alien. The the original <laughs> big head, big eyes, grey, tall big eyes. Yeah, that's terrifying to me. I think it's because they're like, like, there's no expression. And you kind of like peer into their soul. <laughs> they, they really creep me out, man. So yeah, maybe one of them. No, I get it. I get it. Everyone's seen it for a long time, obviously tried to avoid that kind of uh, image of an alien horror, particularly once um, H.R. Giga came along and of course. You know, created that. Uh -huh. uh, but I remember watching a horror movie a few years back. I can't remember the name of it. That basically went back to that old style of the alien. And it was right. generally terrifying. Yeah, there, there's something really, really haunting about mm. it i think you know like um I, I i 
in recent years, I mean, obviously, I love the Xenomorph. Like, yeah, you've, you've got to, and Predator, of course. But um, I think in recent years, there's been a real lack of good kind of creature design, at least mm. in um, like more, more mainstream film, I suppose. Like, there, there's some great beasts out there, but I'd like to see like a return of that really kind of eerie kind of creature to um, like just all kind of film, you know. I think I think all kind of horror films should should play around with that kind of creature because mm. it's so scary, you know. Just just the blank expressionlessness of it is ugh, terrifying. Incredible. Okay, of humanity's advancements, what one do you think is probably going to be our undoing? They're like <laughs> again countless, <laughs> um, but right now I think, and I won't, I won't go into this, <laughs> but um, like, I think all, all the stuff like with the war currently going on with Russia and everything, like, it's quite quite scary. And I yeah. think uh, I've read a lot about nuclear bombs and stuff like that, and like I don't know, that that seems like it's like more of a thing than it was. I was a little while ago <laughs> you know like so, yeah yeah like at least now like i'd say maybe nuclear warfare could be quite bad <laughs> but um <laughs> i mean I, I think we will hope in that kind of ends at some point relatively soon if possible and Indeed. Yeah. and then Indeed. maybe then i'll change my answer to something less terrifying you know <laughs> it's all terrifying out there that's the thing that's it yeah unfortunately so it's, it's a tough world <laughs> Talking about terrifying out there, what is a piece of media that you think captures the horror of space perfectly? Oh, uh, the thing. Oh, beautiful. Yeah, because it is a scary. Well, it, it can be all these scary beasts, but then it could also be your best mate next to you. You know, so I think there, there's a lot, lot to play with there. That's aside from the grey, of course. There's <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, some, something about the, the thing. <laughs> that's just like, that's, that's mad, isn't it? Because like, I think, well, going into it, like the creature design is phenomenal throughout that film. Like all the different yeah. versions of it are equally as terrifying as the last. But then also the fact that it can just be a guy. Or a woman, you know, like, or, or a dog, you know, like that. That that's that's horrific. That's really scary. Yeah, we have like nearly three thousand horror movies reviewed in the side over the last few years, and less than ten have a perfect ten out of ten score. The thing is one of those ten. The nineteen eighties one. It's, it's perfect, isn't it? Let's be honest. It is. Okay, penultimate really... one. Was that sorry? Uh, the penultimate what question for oh, you and okay. um. I love it when this accidentally happens because, of course, this was randomly chosen and we had no idea that you were a Star Wars fan. So the fact that this comes up is very amusing. What do you think the blue milk from Star Wars tastes like? Oh, oh God. <laughs> I mean, you can tell by my reaction. I probably don't think it's good. <laughs> um, I'd want to go with blueberries, but I reckon it tastes sour. I reckon it's like a sour milk kind of vibe and everybody's just kind of vibing on it. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. All right, last but not least then, and it's uh, Wallowing overall and the remainder of 2023. What does the remainder of 2023 look like for you? Is are, is there any plans that you can share or is it just looking like it's going to be a busy 
latter half of the year? Uh, I think we just want to play as many gigs as we can, really. I mean, we're, we're hoping we can get over to Europe at some oh, point. Amazing. You know, Yeah, I think that would be great. We played one gig in Switzerland last year um, with Weege Dude, which was amazing. Oh, um, amazing. Yeah, yeah. It was... Um, yeah, it was a weekend kind of thing and a lot of like kind of like harsh black metal and stuff. Yeah, it was really cool. Um, I think people really enjoyed us because we were a bit different. But um, yeah, <laughs> it was a really good vibe over there. You know, that, that was just in Switzerland. I, I, we haven't played anywhere else in Europe. So I think we'd hopefully be doing a few shows over there if we can. That'd be the dream. Aside from that, just a lot of UK gigs as much as we can. Um we're going to continue working on a full comic book, um, which hopefully sees the light of day at some point soon. Mm. Um, the Obviously, there's a single issue that's gone out with the um, with all the pre-orders of the album. Yep. We want to do, we want to build on that and do like a full kind of graphic novel around it. So um, maybe not by the end of this year, but hopefully sometime really soon, we can have a full book again. Oh, incredible. Yeah, like, I mean, after the Planet Lost one, as I say, we need to kind of keep up. We can't do anything less, you know. So if Planet Lost <laughs> can't make a full graphic novel, this one has to have a full graphic novel too. <laughs> it's just about, um, um, yeah, I mean, obviously with um, Luke Overman on board, he's so busy. So um, fitting in with him is quite tough, but um, he's so passionate about it, you know, and he really wants to do it. So we'll get there. Sure you will, and all your success is more than deserved, and I hope it continues throughout 2023. Earth Repay, it's been out as of the time recording, a handful of days. Get on that, people. It is an incredible album. It is an album of the year contender, as I said at the start, I want to repeat it here, but also, of course, from May 11th, the UK tour, eight dates, eight cities. Get down to this and experience wallowing live. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you very much for having us. It really means a lot. And thank you for the kind words and the cool questions. Um, yeah, it, it's really, really nice just to like speak to people who've enjoyed it. You know, it means the world to us. So yeah, cheers and catch you soon. Catch you in London. <laughs> thank you very much for watching. If you liked what you saw, please help us out by giving us a thumbs up and hitting that subscribe button. If you really liked what you saw, consider donating to keep the website and channel running by buying us a coffee via our coffee page or picking up some merch from our big cartel store. You can check us out on gbhbell.com as well as via our social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, as well as listen to our interviews via SoundCloud, Apple Music, and Spotify. Just search for GBHBL. Games, horror, and heavy metal. What else is life for?